Hey, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday and, of course, every other day of the week. Today, we are continuing in our Romans series, and we're talking about Romans chapter 6 today, going from death to life. We get into some really cool talk about baptism and uh, and just what it, what it means to be sanctified, sanctification, and all kind of other fun church words. Anyway, we're going to be joined by Kurt Petersheim today, the pastor at the East Ridge East Campus Church thing. All right, see you guys in the podcast. What's up, Kurt? What's up, Trey? <laughs> That's awkward. It is so awkward. Do you ever? It's just us today. You don't ever use my name like that, do you? Trey? Yeah. William. No, Harold I don't mean like a different name. Bailey. Like, I don't know. If I were trying to get your attention, would I go, Kurt? What else would you do? I don't know. Hey, man. Yeah, I'd probably, probably do that. You. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah. It is kind of weird when you hear somebody say your name sometimes. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, because, we, yeah, we say man or... Right. Brother or something. I don't know. Brother? We say what, whatever. What's up, but sometimes we don't say, hey, Trey. I, let's see. That's weird. Hey, Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. I, you know what? I do Curtis sometimes. Curtis. I do that. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. So welcome to the podcast, Curtis. Yeah. Thank you, Trey. Pastor Peter Sheim. The third. That's even weirder. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. I prefer Father Peter Sheim. Father Peter Sheim. Had many. Just Scott England calls me the bishop. The bishop of East Ridge. <laughs> Well, today we're talking oh, anyway, about uh, anyway. Romans 6. Yes. Last week was Easter. I hope you had a good Easter. It was great. Uh, it, it was. It is going to be was great. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're filming this beforehand. I'm assuming it will be great. <laughs> so what'd you get in your Easter basket? <laughs> um, jelly <laughs> beans. What did for you? Huh? <laughs> Probably some chocolate. Yeah. Anyway, so we are talking about Romans 6. Yes. And we have gone from... Uh, you know, we did a recap of, of Romans last week, mm-hmm. getting us to chapter five, which man was kind of a, a heavy, not not intended to be, but we got into really yeah. some some deep stuff talking mm-hmm. about um the the resurrection life that we have, right, and the justification being made right with God, yeah, and just ca- kind of talked about how that reconciliation and being right with somebody and what that looks like and how God has chased us down essentially to right. be our friend. Um, through Christ, through what he did on the cross. And so we had that justification through his death, and then that resurrection life, and I think that's kind of where we pick up, Mm -hmm. at least where, um, all of this is one argument in Paul's letter, certainly, but he's kind of shifting now from justification to Mm -hmm. uh, a fun church word, sanctification, (laughs) which is just to to, describe what is sanctification. Sanctification is, the way I always say it, it's, it's the process of being made more holy or being made more like Christ. Um, it's the work of the Holy Spirit in us, right? So mm-hmm. once we are justified, we he, God begins to then sanctify mm-hmm. us, um, to make us holy, sort of to... Sort of to kind of make us become what we he already sees us as. You are holy and right. You're mine. You're my child. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But now, hey, let's learn to live like that. And because mm-hmm. we all know there's 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 a disconnect, and we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, that who I who I know I am in Christ, and who I truly am. But then, like how I still live and, mm-hmm. and struggling through. You used two so. words uh, before we started uh, taping. You said practical and positional. Yeah. So just maybe break that down real quick about what yeah. is the difference in practical and positional holiness. Yeah. Um, and I know we, we went through this a lot in uh, Hebrews last year with, um, again, just the way that we 
are positionally holy by being justified in Christ, like made right, made clean, so made like pure, a made blameless, a status. Position, right? That's what you mean by That position. is your position. You are right with God and holy and blameless in his sight, okay. um, is what Paul says in Ephesians, for instance. And so um, that's true of us right now. But then there's the practical holiness. That's positional, but then there's practical, which would be and then practically, I still have to live my life here on this earth until I go to heaven. And mm-hmm. so practically speaking, we know we're not perfect. We know we still struggle. We know we are walking through um, daily trying to kind of mortify the flesh, kill sin in us mm-hmm. um, by the Spirit. And so I guess sanctification would be that process by which the positional holiness that we have um, starts to help, uh, you know, like the, the Holy Spirit teaching us and working in us and empowering us and equipping us to then live that out practically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're going to struggle with it. And uh, Paul definitely gets into that in 6 and 7 here where it's like, man, I'm not that yet. I'm not where I need to be. And, mm-hmm. and I, we know we will be in glory, but um, man, just teaching us to be Yeah. Be so like if I were to go, and, Kurt, Curtis, <laughs> you, <laughs> <yesterday>. are, <laughs> you are holy. And yeah. you'd go, yes, yes, no. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I am, yes. but I need to act like it more. Right. right? So I'll, the way, the short way I've, I've said it before is... Um, God wants us to be what we already are, you know, be uh-huh. what you are, become what you already are. And so that's sanctification, becoming what he sees us as and knows that we we are eternally, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Ephesians 2, Paul says, he has seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Already, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet... But we're eh, not we're seated s- there we're, right this second, still, are we? Right, we're not yeah. there yet. And we're still kind of foolish sometimes and impure and um, unholy. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Well, then, so let's talk about the shift from... Um, Justification to sanctification, right? Uh, and if you if you're like if you're really in tune with the the letter that Paul's writing, um, there are natural questions that are popping up, mm-hmm. right? Like if mm-hmm. if right. I'm justified, right? That means I'm made right with God, right? But yet I sin. Well, then he's showing his grace on. He's showing grace and mercy right. every time I sin yeah. because he says, "Hey, you're still right with me through the blood of Christ." Mm-hmm. And so, the, so the question would be, well. Why don't I just keep sinning then, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if I, if if a good thing is sure. being revealed, God's good and His mercy is, you know, new every morning. Yeah. Well, I can blow it every night then, and then yeah. get, I get right. that new. I and should it, probably do that. I should actually be encouraged, right? Which to do might that. even show God to be more gracious. Right. And, and, yeah, look how and, good and He is. Wonderful. Yeah. And I can brag about that, man. I keep on sinning, and it's awesome. But God is so good and forgiving. But... Now I can answer those reflection yeah. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's like you see the flat in Paul in, in in being inspired by the Spirit to write this right in six one. What shall we say? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And so it's like He knows. You're um, asking this the question. flesh is is creeping in mm-hmm. as we hear. Um, about grace. It's like the flesh wants to grab hold of grace and go, ooh, yay, grace. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want now because of grace. And mm-hmm. so Paul, in his wisdom by the Spirit, gives us this uh, wonderful couple chapters here with six and seven, really, to go, no, and here's why. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, when he asks the question, the, he asks the question mm-hmm. that other people are asking, mm-hmm. potentially, you know, what is, should we go on sinning? And he, then he answers by going, <laughs> not just no. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but by no means. By, we'll say it the by NIV no way. Means. By no means, yeah. Maybe in his uh, modern-day vernacular back in the first century, it would have been a little bit more explicit the way he said it. But uh, Heck no. <laughs> by no means. We'll yeah. go with that. For by no day. means. All right. Yeah. That's fine. So then that's uh, so three and four, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, uh, let's see. By no means. Of course not. Since we died to sin. Mm-hmm. Since we died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And this is verse three. 
Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, mm-hmm. we joined him in his death? Mm-hmm. That was a question. Yep. Like, you, you know, Don't have you, you know. forgotten that? Don't Did you know this? Don't you know that? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that. I remember I died mm-hmm. with him in baptism. All right, so verse four. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Mm-hmm. What's your NIV get Live on? a new life. Living a new life, okay. Live a new life, yep. So if that's what's happened, and in our baptism, and mm-hmm. it, you know, and this is where we... Let's just have some fun with this for a second. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let me see what the NRSV, if that matters. It says, uh, do you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Mm-hmm. Therefore, we've been buried with him in baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk and newness of life. So we've been united with him in his death, mm-hmm. and we are certainly going to be united with him in resurrection. Right. So he makes a point about baptism. Mm-hmm. Is he just being figurative here? Is he being figurative about... Like he goes, we died with him in baptism. Right. And as just as he was raised, mm-hmm. we are raised, I'm assuming he's meaning out to baptismal waters. Sure. Then are we then living a new life, a new resurrected right. life? I don't think he's just being figurative. Um, we, uh, we're just being honest. Well, at the time of filming this, this was last week that we did a baptism message here. But uh-huh. um, at the time you're listening to this, it would have been several weeks ago um, that we did a baptism message here. But this, you know, this is one of the passages that we talk about. But uh, and hopefully it was explained well in that. But again, just to say. Well, kind of two things, and really the way we see even the word baptism come about in a couple of different ways in the New Testament, where there's sort of a baptism into Christ by the Holy Spirit baptism. Mm-hmm. and um, We could call uh, it spiritual if you want to. Yeah, yeah, spiritual baptism, right, where the Spirit fills us, regenerates us, brings us to life. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, it's absolutely 100% exactly what Paul is saying, that we have been that old sinful dead fle- or that old sinful fleshly self that was dead in sin and transgressions um is now dead and gone and buried in the baptism that we have received mm-hmm. in regener- being regenerated being made alive mm-hmm. by the spirit of god um and so that's not again that's not a metaphor that's mm-hmm. not a that's true and and real mm-hmm. um realer that, than real we say sometimes uh, realer yeah. than real absolutely yeah. and again that's where Ephesians 2 where he goes man you've been seated with Christ like that's new life there's a real that's a real reality mm-hmm. um and now and then you can kind of go to the other side of that where it's sort of the physical representation of that in water baptism mm-hmm. um which uh, so to me it's like he's talking both and you know what i mean mm-hmm. um there's the symbol of the physical water baptism and we we hit on that at at church where it's like mm-hmm. um a kid even asked me that before he got baptized on that Sunday. I was like, well, you know, what's so special about that water? You know, not nothing really. It's water. It's just water. Mm-hmm. Nothing special about the Jordan River. Nothing special about whatever water you get baptized mm-hmm. in. This is all blasphemy, but go ahead. But what is special, okay. but what is special is the, <laughs> is the regeneration of the Holy Spirit being right. baptized into Christ in that way that yeah. my... Um, I, I have put off the flesh and put on Christ, so to speak. This Colossians two, mm-hmm. um, have been buried with Him in baptism and raised again, like He says here, raised to life. So, um, the water and physical baptism being that symbol of the real spiritual true reality that is happening. Um, now you you can debate whether it's happening in that moment when you go under the water. Mm-hmm. Some would say that's when the Spirit comes in right. to your life or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I don't think I see that. I'd I don't probably know. lean there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe lean there. Okay, that's fine. Look, yeah, and but, there's, there's. 
I, I don't think for us to have to agree on that part of it, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, is is necessary for salvation, That's but right. certainly we agree it is the, something is happening. Something is happening, yes. and the Spirit brings life, and there is true newness of life. Exactly what he's talking mm-hmm. about, where now you have you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit and are able to walk in that newness of life to do the rest of what he's going to talk about here in chapter six, which mm-hmm. is, and then seven and then eight is to um, live in that new life, to kill sin, right? And not to be a slave to sin, but to be mm-hmm. a slave of righteousness. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot there, there. Yeah. and we could keep digging. I, you know, But I wanted to get in there because I know, I know we like, I just yeah. listened to the message this mm-hmm. past Sunday, which will be yeah. several Sundays ago now um, about baptism. It was just intriguing, you know, yeah. the, the way in which, uh, we're we're careful to try to explain it in a way that's mm-hmm. not super dogmatic. Certainly, we prefer people being dunked underwater, right. and that gives, certainly gives the imagery. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Being yeah. buried and then right. ri- uh, um, rising up out of there is like mm-hmm. a resurrected, a new life. Uh, you could even say like cleansed in the baptismal waters, right. although we know right. the it's it's water. Right. right? Um, we didn't get over it before and pray some special magical prayers <laughs> yeah. or anything. It's just right. it's 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 um. It's spiritual and symbolic, right? But the symbol has meaning, right? right? And so yeah, it is absolutely. Uh, and when we see people being baptized, and I was saying this the other day, I've just stumbled onto this phrase, and it's really ridiculous. But I want to share it with you. Things that have things that are full of meaning mm-hmm. should be meaningful, and so yeah. I mean that's just the definition, really. Right. But right. but I'm saying it intentionally like that because how often as believers when we see someone being baptized, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a a young person, like right. a child, right. or whether it's an, a, an adult or an elderly person, mm-hmm. man, we we know we are witnessing something right, exactly. that is real. Right, right, it's very meaningful. Um, yeah, I was at a, a, a different church this past week, and uh, the, in their preparation for communion, it was pouring the wine out of the chalice mm-hmm. or, or uh, into the chalice, but it's kind mm-hmm. of coming out of a into the chalice, and just watching the wine being poured out, knowing that is, you know the the blood of Christ. Right, right. I'm watching it. It's like, man, I was just moved. Yeah. That it, it was, it's so full of meaning. Right. That it was meaningful to right, me. Right, right. And I think that's when we see baptism. Yeah. We see, we we are we are recognizing a death is happening mm-hmm. and a new life is right, coming out. Right. And this is a beautifully indwelt mm-hmm. spirit, yep. uh, a bodied <laughs> the spirit is beautiful in dwelling in someone, right? Uh, and wherever that magical moment happens, I shouldn't yeah. call it magical, but wherever that that mir- miraculous moment yeah. happens, yeah. Um, we could might could parse out, but we know something is beautifully right. happening. It's Absolutely. meaningful to yeah. us. And I think um, that you know when he gets to that verse eleven, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. Again, I think that's God by His grace, right? Um, gives us these physical ways of taking part in and expressing and mm. kind of joining and participating in 1 Corinthians, uh, what is it, 1 Corinthians 11, where um, he says we participate in the blood and the body of Christ mm-hmm. as we take communion, right? Like there's yeah. a real... The means of grace. A you know? real participation there, right. right? Again, I don't really think I understand that completely, but I know it's it's miraculous mm-hmm. and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. I think baptism being the same thing where mm-hmm. he's like, Man, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God, where we we get to partake in the death and the resurrection of Christ, really, physically, in water baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's really something also non-physical, something spiritual mm-hmm. and something very meaningful um, yeah. to that. And then we get to reckon, like that's a, re- that's a, that's a choosing in your mind mm-hmm. to consider yourself 
having died mm-hmm. um, to sin and being alive and God, which you really are again. So yeah. I think that's back to that sanctification of mm-hmm. knowing that even though you don't feel it sometimes, even though you don't feel dead to sin, you feel very alive to sin and mm-hmm. living in sin sometimes, even struggling through that as a believer, um, which Paul gets in, in chapter seven, mm-hmm. but but we but we can count ourselves, reckon ourselves dead to that. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. So it's it's tying two things together. And this is, yeah. I think, the beautiful part of the, the imagery and symbols that are in mm-hmm. Scripture. And we've just talking about two right now, baptism and, and the Lord's yeah. Supper. Um, and the meaningfulness of them, mm-hmm. they, they have incredible meaning, and so they're right. meaningful. But there's a there's the reckoning, as you're saying, like mm-hmm. this is the logical part of this is, the, these are now the choices I'm making mm-hmm. because of a faith that's been you know given to me by God right. by, by a free gift, but there's not just the reckoning, not just the mental part, but there's something mysterious happening too, which I think a lot of times we get away from too, yeah. too quickly. Yeah, sure. Uh, in our modern yeah. world, where it's we can, uncomfortable a little bit. In, yeah, we know everything. We we can figure <laughs> everything out. We know how to yeah, do it. Yeah. We'll, or we'll ask Chat, you know, GPT AI stuff to tell us what that really is. Mm-hmm. The point is, there's something mysterious going on yeah. that's almost impossible for us to figure out. While at the same time, there's stuff that we can figure out, yeah. and we can make decisions, and we can have practical application to mm-hmm. walking in newness of life. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right. So let's talk about then now being yeah. dead to being to, to having new life. Yep. Uh, Six eleven says, "Oh, well, you just said it. so you could yeah. you should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin, alive to God through Christ." Six twelve then says, "So do not let sin control the way you live. Do not." <laughs> right. So now it's a command, right? Do not, do not let sin control the way you live and do not give in to sinful desires. I just want to camp there for a second because mm. then that's, that's not nothing mysterious about that. Right. It is absolutely this a command. This is nuts and bolts. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is um, us bowing to the sovereign king yep. and him giving us slaves, slaves to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. We're slaves to Christ. Right. Here, here are the commands. Yep. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. But I want to. <laughs> yeah, I still want Pastor to Peter do Shum. things. <laughs> yeah. that, those things are nice, feel good, I get pleasure yeah. from. Why can I not go on sinning? We haven't answered the question yet. Yeah. Why should I not go on sinning? Just so grace abounds. Yeah. Why shouldn't I? Are you asking me now? I am asking you. Okay. <laughs> like Paul's you asking and Paul. these things. Um, you and Paul why should I not? Uh, man, yeah, do not, do not let sin reign. I think that word reign is an important word. Um like, what are we displaying with our lives, for one thing? Because, again, salvation is not just about a, oh, yeah, I know Jesus died on the cross. I know he has grace, and it's all about love and in this relationship or whatever. That is a huge part of it, of course. We have a relationship with God, and he loves us and all that. It's also we're confessing that he's what? He's Lord, mm. right? And the salvation is about a, a coming under his authority and his kingdom. I mean, Jesus preached about the kingdom of God over and over and over. That's what he came to usher in. Mm-hmm. Um and so one reason is just simply to say, man, if we're all about, I'm going to go on sinning so that grace may abound, we are missing the the, the Lord part of Jesus mm-hmm. and the commands of Jesus and how Jesus taught people to live in the kingdom. I mean, go read the Sermon on the Mount. It's yeah. full of commands. Yeah. It really is. This and is good. Keep going. Learning to, <laughs> I mean, like, learning to like, man, he's, he's not just my Savior that loves me. He is that, but he is also my Lord that leads me. Right? Mm-hmm. He is my Savior and he's my Lord. And so then he says, so he says, don't let sin reign. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about whose kingdom you living in, right? Now, right? Who's reigning over you? What has control of you? Mm-hmm. And he goes on with this word of the doulos, the the slavery, mm-hmm. the like. You're a servant. You're a slave to something, mm-hmm. right? And either you're by by how you're currently living, 
are you still a slave to sin? Is it controlling you? Can you not not sin? Mm-hmm. Right? And then he's kind of going, no, that's not true of you if you're in Christ. Now you, you consider yourself dead to that and you let Christ reign in your life. Right. And so it not only is a kind of confirming that truth about you and who you are and how you're living and I'm dead to sin, but also I believe there's, a, there's an outward display of that too, mm-hmm. right? Like the outward display of this kingdom has come. And I'm I'm a member of the like we want to be citizens of the kingdom, but we don't want to submit to the king. That doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's anyway. As as you ask the question, I'm just like that. That's where my mind goes. I love that he puts that word reign because it is such a that's a kingdom word, mm-hmm. right? Um, and where does sin reign? It reigns in the kingdom of death. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Not God's right. kingdom. Yep. Death is the opposite of that. Yep. God's kingdom is life and life abundant. Yep. And and I don't just mean. Um, prosperity here on right. earth. I'm talking about uh yes now and yeah more so then, yeah. right? Like when Paul says Colossians, he has brought you, delivered us from the dominion of darkness, right? Ooh. There's the there's the kingdom, right? Yeah, kingdom. The dominion of darkness and into the kingdom of his beloved son. Mm-hmm. Right. So because again, the darkness is death. Darkness is death and sin and everything, right? All that mm-hmm. goes with that. And the so kingdom that's of why light, you, the kingdom of Christ. So that's why you don't give in to Right. These sinful desires, fleshly desires, yeah, um, and you control. Mm-hmm. Do not let sin control. Yours says reign mm-hmm. um, the way you live. Hmm. Yeah, so and, then, he, and he goes on, right? So I don't know if you're going to ask. So I'm just still looking. So verse 13, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, 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 "Do not offer the parts of your body um, to sin." Mm-hmm. And look, uh, he's getting so practical. So mm-hmm. look, I, we don't have to dig into what the parts of your body may be, yeah, but members, all sorts of parts, right. members of your body that may be offered to sin and wickedness. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, "But rather." Offer yourselves to God as what? As who? Right? What do we? What do we know about ourselves? As those who have been brought from death mm. to life. Yeah. Again, so there you go. Kingdom of death versus kingdom of life. Kingdom of darkness versus kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. Right? Whose kingdom are you living in? Who's reigning over you? Who are you a slave to? Yeah. Man, you've been brought from death to life. Now live like you're alive. Right. These members, Christ. these instruments. Yeah. Some some translations may say. Are for God's purposes, right? Right, not for ours anymore, because yeah. yep. we are a, a slave to the King, the, the benevolent yep. King. Like mm-hmm. We use the word slave, maybe we don't understand it completely, but we're a servant. Like yeah. we we gladly yeah. serve the one who has given us life. Yep. Right. If right. the one who can uh, breathe life into the dry bones <laughs> and give them life again, yeah, you don't then shake your fist at the one who gave you life and go, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. I'd rather be dead. Ah. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. Because then, look, what do we get if we forfeit? It, it, okay, if we if we reject the dominion of Christ, mm. we forfeit the grace of Christ, right? Mm. Do we not like again? Because mm-hmm. he's he's like, we want the grace. Yeah, yeah I want the grace. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want the grace. I want to live in freedom or whatever. I want to be forgiven of sin. But he is Lord and He is King, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. Then verse fourteen: For sin shall not be your master. So there's reign and there's master. Right? Yep. Sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. Yeah. So they're back to grace, and he's like, man, grace is not an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. It's the best reason not to. Yeah. And it's freedom. And LT says it calls it freedom of God's grace. Yes, um, right. We think sometimes we see it as bondage, mm-hmm. but it's really freedom. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> to live the way like God has free designed your life. <laughs> That's what Paul's describing us as. You yeah. are free slaves. <laughs> Slaves to God, but you are free. Yeah. So Paul then asks the question again in 15. Well, since then God's grace is free free from the law. Does that mean we can go on sinning? And he says again, of course not. In case I didn't make myself clear. <laughs> right. Here we go again. 
Um, and he says, don't you realize you've become a slave? You become a slave of whatever you choose to obey. Right. And we can talk about that all day long. Just the sinful things of the flesh. Yep. But, I mean, phones, apps, games, uh, money, sex, yep. position, whatever, all that stuff are things we can be, become slaves to. Whatever you obey. Right. And yeah. so we have to put those things away and become instruments of, of goodness and righteousness and holiness. So anyway, and he goes on to say, you can, you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which is, it leads to righteous living. And he says, thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching that we've given you. Now you're free from your slavery to sin, and you've become slaves to the righteous living. Yeah. And I haven't even got to the good stuff, but anyway. I think that word wholeheartedly um, sums that up so well, again, because... Yeah, being slaves to God, it can sound like such a negative thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought I was free or whatever. He says, but you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were interested now. So like it's it's with your heart. Mm -hmm. um, like we do love God and we see, and he's already told us that in chapter uh, five, that he poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. John talks about this in First John, that um, his commands are not burdensome, is mm -hmm. what he says. First mm -hmm. um, John, I believe that's chapter four. Um where, man, yeah, we obey the commands of God, but his commands are not burdensome to us. That's mm -hmm. the new part of that life, right? So he's talking about walking in newness of life. Mm -hmm. I think that's a key part of it, that it's not like I'm begrudgingly walking around being like, man, okay, I guess I'll obey God's law today. I guess I'll try not to cuss or I'll try not to <laughs> right. drink as much or whatever. But it's like, no, it's my king who yeah. died for me and loves me and is calling me out of that that darkness and that death of that old kingdom mm -hmm. and now to walk in the newness of life. And I want to obey him because mm -hmm. I know it's good. I know it's right. You know, I think about the lady that, um, that Jesus kind of two different characters, this, this Samaritan woman at the well or the lady that is caught in adultery, you mm -hmm. know, and then he, who condemns you, you know, drop your stones. Everybody drops their stones. Who condemns you? No one, sir. And then what does he say? Now go leave your life of sin. Mm -hmm. Do you think she turned around and went, nah, I'm good, man? You know, <laughs> right. she probably was like, okay, <laughs> you know, right. I, I would gladly follow you yeah. and do what you tell me to do. Because you have given me life. Yep. Right. I'm right now. Grace. Right with God. Yeah. Yep. Man. Well, this uh, section ends, uh, chapter six ends, and there's no chapter breaks, of course, in, when Paul's writing a letter, but mm -hmm. it does end in that beautiful 623 kind of wraps it all up for the wages yep. of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we might have memorized that before. We can rattle it off, but just you know, mm -hmm. for the wages of sin, you get what you earned. Yep. You earned it. You, yep. you've, you're, we are sinful. Yep. We earned what we get, which is death. But the free gift, <laughs> right? Like you didn't work for this part. It's a free gift. Yep. And it's a gift of God that makes you right with Christ, and yep. it's eternal life. Right? It's not death. It's eternal life. Yep. Now, beginning now, yeah, and until till forever. Yeah, you get one of two things from God. You get what you deserve. We call that justice, right? Right. You will either get justice mm -hmm. or you get grace. Yeah. It's the only options from God. Right. If you get justice and you get hell and death, that's justice. That's you getting what you deserve. Right. That's Based wages. Your choices. That's yeah. wages, right? right? <laughs> then he said, but the free gift. So I love that he's juxtapositioned that right mm -hmm. where it's you either get your wages, and that's justice, you get what you deserve, or you're going to get this free gift mm -hmm. of grace, um, of mercy from God. Mm -hmm. That is eternal life. You don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. That's not wages. Don't try to call that wages. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you want your wages, it's death. Right. Period. And um, the free gift of God is eternal life. So, Yeah. 
Well, uh, I think we've hit on most all of our reflection questions, but I do want to just run through and make sure we get there. <laughs> yeah. um, we answered the number one, which is why can't we keep sinning so that God can give us more grace? We talked about uh, that. Which is, you can't serve two masters, right? You right. serve one or the other. Um, how does it make you feel knowing that God has credited you as being right in His sight? That's that reckoned or being mm. credited. How does it make? Is this actually how do you make? How does it make you feel? It make you feel. And I love some soul of feels, yeah, man. man. I love some like let's just yeah. talk about feelings for a minute here. Yeah. Because the feelings don't change the reality, but oh. feelings are real, absolutely, and it should change our feelings. Yeah, right. That the I think so. That's a good way to think about it. That the, our feelings don't change the truth of it, but the truth of it should change our feelings. That's good. Yeah, make us feel and understand. Man, how's it make me feel? I've been right and made me right in his sight. I mean, unworthy. Sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I'll be real with you. Um, I don't think about it enough. Probably mm. I don't reflect on that enough, and so I don't feel it enough. I don't reckon myself dead to sin enough in in christ and by his grace mm. but when i do and I, and, and uh, if you know me i mean i'm such a proponent of man let's just be in the word be in the word mm-hmm. be in the word and one reason is that we need to be in the word every day is because we need to be reminded of things like this every day mm-hmm. that god's grace has done what it's done um because it <laughs> i know me and if i'm not in the word for even a day i start to get prideful again mm-hmm. i start to think i'm something again or I've, my wages aren't death Maybe my wages would be life, but they're not. Mm. And so being in the Word reminds us God is so gracious to us and that He would not just make me right with Him, but consider me now His child, Mm. part of His kingdom, able to be an ambassador for the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. All the things that uh, a royal priesthood, a chosen nation, like Mm -hmm. all these things that the New Testament calls us as the church and Mm -hmm. as His people— I mean, it is. It's humbling, and it's it, it, it. When I really understand it well, I think um, it always humbles me and just makes me grateful. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I feel what Paul says um, so often, where he talks about himself being like the worst of sinners, or um, uh, you know, unworthy to to go and share the name of Jesus because of what he's done and who he's been and all mm-hmm. these things, but. But God, by His grace, allows Him to do that and allows yeah. us to do, yeah, be be part of His kingdom. So. Several times in uh, in this passage, Paul used the phrase "united in His death, united in mm-hmm. His life," mm-hmm. uh, and that phrase in the Greek really means like to gr- to be grown together, right? right? Like Grafted united, but, in. yeah. And that's that yeah. kind of like if I could have to to feel, I guess, like that, mm-hmm. to feel that connected mm-hmm. to God because He is He's credited my account, right? Like I was in debt. Right, yeah. And I, I just got my tax information back, and I there's like for the first time in years I owe the government yeah. like thousand dollars or something. Yeah. It's it's way I don't I can't even fathom how I'm going to do it. Right, <laughs> I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, like I'm in debt. Yeah, it's, it's what it feels like. Yeah, I owe somebody. Yeah, and if the IRS were to come back and go, hey, we credited that to you, you good? Yeah, like wait a minute, what? That's that doesn't even sound like justice, right? Yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Like, yeah. why, how can you do that? But to know that God did that for us, credited us righteousness because of Christ's righteousness, mm-hmm. not ours. Mm-hmm. Like of no, I earned that. Yeah. I earned that debt. I, that's the wages for me. It's yeah. going to be bad news. Right. And instead, He's credited to me, and now <laughs> united to me with Him. Yeah. Man, like I want to live in that. I want to yeah. walk in that every day. Yeah. And you'd probably be compelled to tell people about the goodness of the IRS. Wouldn't, <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> Never you know, heard if, that if before. That, right, exactly. Yes. If, if that happened. So how much more yes. should we be compelled to tell people of the goodness yeah, of God? Exactly. Well, last two questions here are just, uh, what does it mean 
uh, for you to be dead to sin and made alive to God. I think we already talked about that. And yeah. uh, this is a great question. We'll we'll end here then. Just how do you live a surrendered life to God? Like if all this is true, not yeah. if we know this is yeah. true, how do we just do? How do we practically live surrendered to God moment by moment? Yeah. Um. Verse seventeen. But thanks be to God that. Though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. So again, that word wholeheartedly, like how does that happen though? You know, how do we become wholehearted slaves to God, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do think the word reckon, um, where he says in verse 11, count yourselves, reckon mm-hmm. yourself. I think it starts there, right? In the mind kind of where like we do have, the, I think so many, and I know I, I struggle with this still of like reckoning myself dead to sin first and foremost, mm-hmm. knowing that that's true. Um, that I'm not just, I'm not just striving every day to be dead to sin, Mm. but I am that, like Mm -hmm. I am again, buried with Christ in baptism. I'm new. I'm, I'm positionally holy, at least that he sees me as righteous and justified. God's pleased with me as he is in his son Mm. in that sense. Like that's the nature of righteousness. He's pleased with me and I have peace with him. I think if we can get that in our minds or rooted in our minds, it gives us every day the joy and the hope and the gumption, so to speak, to then go, man, I want so badly to please my father. Mm-hmm. He is pleased with me, and that makes me want to please him, yeah. if that makes sense. Sure. Um, knowing who I am so that I can then live according to who he has made me already to mm-hmm. be. First um, John chapter 3 Verses 1 through 4 um, is one of my favorite little passages where he says, man, we we are children of God. That is who we are. And mm-hmm. he ends that passage by saying, and those who have this hope um, purify themselves as he is pure. Like, So what he's saying is you have an identity. Mm-hmm. It's a child of God. Now go live a pure life as yeah. he is pure. You've already been made that. Yeah. So go live like that. And so it's, I think, he's, man, it just starts in the mind of so much of knowing that, reckoning ourselves as mm-hmm. that, and then going, okay, now. Man, I know it's true. I'm not. I'm not striving today to be that. I know I am that, and so I want to. Man, I just want to please my Father mm-hmm. and do everything I can do to live according, um, live live a life worthy of the gospel you ever see. Philippians one twenty seven. Right. right, live a life worthy, and that means some action on your part. Yep. I, my girls are Bailey's, obviously. <laughs> right. And they're Bailey's. Like they don't they don't go out into the school and and stuff during the day and go, all right, I'm going to earn my way of being a Bailey today. I'm going to prove that, like, I'm going to go out here and try to become a Bailey. It's like, no, you're a Bailey. That's who you are. Yeah. Just live in that reality. Yep. And then you know how we, you know, what my rules are and stuff like that. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not making, put myself in position of God here, but I'm, but that's our, our our position is sons and daughters. Right. And, and that's that positional holiness. That's yep. our position as sons and daughters. Live in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do—I'm uh, not earning that by yeah. doing something great. Yeah. I'm living in it because he's been great. Yeah. He's been great to me. And I guess, again, it's maybe showing. It's, it's showing that, uh, oh, the IRS is actually good. Look how much they credited my account. <laughs> it's yeah. when you're doing the things that God has commanded you to do, you wholeheartedly obeying, mm-hmm. right? With everything you got, you're doing it because mm-hmm. you want to do it. Um, and even the days you don't want to do it, mm-hmm. you're you're still doing that discipline of being obedient. Right. Then people just people see that. Not it's about them seeing it, but they can they can experience the love of the Father too. Like, yeah. oh man, that's something I want. Yeah. What is that you have? Why are you joyful about it? Yeah. You're missing out on all this fun stuff. Yeah. And I go, oh, you mean all those bones and skulls, all that dead stuff? Right. I don't want to go back to the dry yeah. valley over there where all that, that is. That's walking sounds around terrible. in darkness. Yeah. 
You think yeah. it's fun, but it leads to death. We yeah. know it leads to death. I'd rather walk in the light. Yeah, and just the practical look. I'm gonna say the super pastory things too. Go for just it. look in the camera when you do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reading your Bible, <laughs> um, praying, 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 praying. Be devoted to prayer, Colossians four. Um, be devoted to prayer, being watchful and thankful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and being in community with the church. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna live a life? Um, to how are you gonna start living these things out? And again, Paul's talking to who? Yeah. Not one individual. Right. He's talking to church. Mm-hmm. He's talking to people. Um, I think one of your translations actually gave the it you hear the lot you hear the plural mm-hmm. um in what you were reading. Um but man, just the those yous, they're really y'alls. There mm-hmm. he's talking to a group. So like how do y'all reckon yourselves dead to sin? As you do that together, right? Do it in his word, walking by the spirit and mm-hmm. the unity of the spirit and in prayer together. Um, listen, you're not gonna have power over sin if one, you don't know his word. Um, just for one, the the practical stories of the scriptures that mm-hmm. show us people doing dumb things mm-hmm. and give us wisdom about how to maybe not do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, read David's story, study it as to how do I not fall into these types of sins. Right. You know? yeah. um, read Proverbs, read Psalms, read about all these Old Testament people and even Paul himself and Peter and things like that. Um, but two, the didactic teachings, that means like, like do this, don't do this, the commands and right. the commandments, like learning what is God's law and what is mm-hmm. his will. And then obviously prayer and letting the Spirit guide us in our prayers and asking God every day, God, how did Jesus teach us to pray? Lead us not into temptation, <laughs> yeah. but deliver us from evil. He wants us to ask for this. Right, yeah. um, and then again, doing that in community of yeah. the church. Um, we all know, um, I used to tell the students this all the time, Who do you watch the nature shows. Who do the lions eat? Lions don't eat herds. Nope. They eat individuals. And it's Off not, by themselves. Yep. Right, right. It's not always like the weak one. It's the one that's separated not necessarily. from the flock. Right, yeah. It's the one because yeah, there's little ones, but they're by their mama, and but they're if good. Someone strays they're away in the middle. You're... But if somebody strays, so don't stray. Just stay in community. We have to, and that's not yeah. a fix-all, end-all, whatever. But it is such a wise, strengthening thing to yeah. be part of the church community. Yeah, have brothers and sisters you can have accountability with to walk through life with mm. together. So. I was just reading First Peter three, uh, f- five through eight, something like that. The the um. Don't be anxious about anything, mm-hmm. and he follows. Don't be anxious about anything. With the the devil's roaring, like he's oh, yeah, yeah. Roaring, roaring lion. Yeah. Look, he's looking for somebody to devour. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, stay in the pack. Yeah, I mean, stay with the the church. Looking stay with your growth group, whatever. Yeah. And I'll just say this too: if and this is a challenge in our dead to life, if you want to try to live in that, just you can't do it alone. Um, and and there's somebody watching this that goes to church with you. And partner up, like get an accountability partner, yep. uh, get in a growth group, come on Thursday nights to get in a step study, do something where you are with a smaller group of people, like be in the, be in the church body, right. but get in a smaller group of people mm-hmm. where someone can ask you hard questions, where someone can say, you know, hey man, did, have you been praying today? Yeah. And not in a judgmental way, but to encourage you yeah. to, to have that ongoing conversation. And if you say no, they go, all right, let's pray right now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's right. pray. Let's yeah. seek the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I got a buddy that like he, he texts me, he texts me at lunch. We prayed yet? And I'm like, since you have reminded me, I will now go pray. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have. Yes, of course, I pray. You know, should be praying all the time, but right. specifically three times a day. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I got. I need accountability. Right? We like, are yeah. silly, forgetful, fickle human beings. Something else will be we more important are. in the moment. Yep. yep. Right. Anyway, and all man, right. I can't wait to get to where we also, as Paul continues through this letter, and we're getting there where he gets to like. Chapter 8 in particular, where he really starts getting into the Spirit's work in our lives, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit living in us to accomplish now 
the things that he's telling us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a, one ending reminder that we're not in this alone, even yeah. in and of ourselves, that God lives in us yeah. to do these things. One more week, though, of yeah. wrestling, because yeah. we keep wrestling. Romans 7, seven. next week's yep. going to be, a, but wait a minute. That's a hard chapter, but it's a do. great chapter. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us today. Kurt, thanks for being here. Um, Absolutely. Always go to eastridge.church slash Romans, and you can catch up on all the other podcasts, all the other sermons, uh, and we'll have the reflection questions there along with all sorts of other resources. So check out eastridge.church slash Romans, and thank you guys for being being with us on the After Church Podcast. Thanks, y'all.